0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show.
1: Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Can make a living from good morning,
2: Chattanooga to area.
0: Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air
3: from all over Hamilton County. Good morning, we Robert. are indeed. We are indeed all over Hamilton County.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's week. What is this? Three or four? What are we? What are we in there? Three. Is this three. third week broadcasting from home. Correct. I don't know about you, I used to love my house. I'm tired of my house <laughs>
3: uh I'm with you right there buddy i am uh I've been out once this week to get groceries, and that was it and uh, it was a very short trip uh, but uh I did get out do some fishing uh last weekend, but other than that, I was supposed to go fishing uh this weekend but uh the t v a has had a uh different idea about fishing than i have so not trying to be rude to the tva but i know they've got a job to do but it's not conducive we'll put it that way
0: well i was i was kind of interesting when you you said where's all the water coming from they're flowing because it hasn't really rained has it
3: it hasn't but i don't know if they're trying to i don't I don't know the mind of TVA, but uh, they're flowing high on the Hiawassee today. They're flowing high on the uh, elk today. They're flowing high on the Caney Fork today, Um, all of which are the trout streams that I normally fish. But um, I don't know what's going on because Sunday, tomorrow, uh, the elk is back to normal. The Hiawassee looks to be shutting off a little bit, so... I don't know what's going on. It's a conspiracy. I'm thinking it's because everybody's at home. It's really cool this morning. In fact, borderline cold. So I think they're trying to generate as much power as possible for everybody who's staying at home inside and so that electricity needs won't be uh, overloaded. I don't know. That's speculation. But – you know so i'm not going fishing today so i'm i'm a, i'll be honest i'm a little sad today i i will be honest i'm a little sad why cuz i'm not going fishing
0: well okay <laughs> uh and if you were going fishing in hamilton county you sure wouldn't be using wolf Teaver boat ramp um which we will probably get into that discussion a little bit later i think we will <laughs> um <laughs> but no i was I was kind of surprised when is when I saw that they were flowing so much water uh but I do it's a conspiracy because see if they flow water today, how many people's spouses will not let them out of the house tomorrow
3: because of Easter see mm-hmm. yeah exactly I think it's i think it's a conspiracy between the uh uh t v a and uh somebody else I don't know who else but I'm sure it's a conspiracy they blow out the water they blow
0: out the waters today yep So everybody's does nothing except go turkey hunting, and then, uh, and then tomorrow when everybody is has family obligations, they say, "Oh, we'll make it a great day to go fishing."
3: Exactly. It's like Monday through Friday, the flows are great. You know, it looks awesome, and you're getting pumped for the weekend. And then, you know, Friday afternoon they turn on eight hundred generators, and it's nine feet of water rise, and you can't go fishing on the weekends. There you go. It's a conspiracy. I'm telling you, they're a quasi-governmental agency, and and I think they need some more oversight from fishermen. That's, I'm just throwing that out there. And Keith, you know, I know our good friend Keith used to work for them. I don't care, Keith. They need some oversight. <laughs> I think I'm just throwing it uh, actually.
0: Out there. Aren't we supposed to get blown out from from weather tomorrow? Isn't it supposed to be like a horrible day?
3: Supposedly. Supposedly tomorrow is supposed to be real rainy and nasty all day. So So they
0: couldn't have generated tomorrow when we couldn't be out there anyway.
3: Theoretically, unless they know something we don't know, um, and that we're going to get like 19 inches of rain. So I don't know. Although that wasn't projected, so we'll see. But I did get out last weekend, so that was really good.
0: Where'd you go fishing Uh, then?
3: I fished the Hiawassee and uh, had a great time. Uh, Got a couple of really good stories. Um, Fished with uh, Captain uh, Jared DeWright, our good friend from Southern Pines Guide Service. He wanted to get out and said, hey, I need some weight in the front of the boat, and you look heavy enough, so he said, hey, hop in. (laughs) So I decided to get in the front of the boat and uh, fish. got got about uh, three fish, got one really nice one, which I put up on my Facebook page, and y'all can check that out, and uh, decided to float a short float from the dam down to Toei, um, and the the great part of that float was we were waiting to take out because there was a raft in front of us at Toei. Well, the guys who were in the raft in front of us backed their truck and trailer down and loaded up their raft, and we'd seen them, and they'd they'd caught quite a few fish, and we found out what fly they were using for that particular day, and uh, I have since tied up a lot of those, but uh, they were very nice gentlemen. My car was at the takeout, and we were going to drive my car back up to the top of the dam and do the shuttle to pick up his truck and trailer to pull out the raft. Well the two guys that were at the ramp said, Hey they were talking to Jared, they said, Hey, are you gonna run a shuttle? And they said, Yeah, our car's right up here. He, they go, just hop in the boat, we'll we'll take you back upstream and you know, not a problem. You know, we'll we'll drive you up there, it's no big deal. And so they were so very nice and drove Jared up and uh we did the shuttle a lot quicker than we had planned. And uh, it's nice to see fly fishermen, you know, and, and other outdoorsmen, you know, helping out other outdoorsmen. Because it was, a, it would, you know, it just made it that much quicker for us to get out of the way of everybody else that needed to use the uh, ramp. And uh, it was really good. Saw rescue on the Hiawassee that day. Uh, the park service was out. And uh, they ended up conducting a rescue on the Hiawassee of a person who was in a uh, uh, a tube shall we say and uh, they ended up having to do a, a rescue on that individual and we talked to them briefly and uh, they said that was the second rescue this week because apparently the weather was really nice and everybody's getting their tubes out and going down the Hiawassee so if you're heading out to fish the rubber hatch has hatched so everybody in their rubber tubes is out there The um, so did they just get dumped
0: in the Hwasi off the tube, or did they get hurt when they got dumped?
3: They got hurt when they got dumped. Apparently, the guy's uh, hurt his knee uh, pretty good. Uh, They actually did an air cast, so Uh I'm not sure. I don't know if it was broken or not. They just did that as a precaution. They did an air cast, um, and they had uh, EMS transport him, so I don't know. But I did also get checked by a very nice TWA officer up there, so – It was nice to see TWA out there. They were checking license? Well, they were up at the uh, fly shop, and uh, I got asked, hey, do you have a license? And I happen to know the officer since hanging around with a commissioner uh, allows me to meet all the officers. He said, you look (laughs) shady. Do you have a license? I said, why, yes, I do. (laughs) It was Officer Ward. He was very, yeah. very, very, very nice and uh he, he does send his regards. So
0: And he, he's right, you do
3: look shady. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: So so what what all did you catch while you're on the Hawassi?
3: Uh got uh three trout, uh two probably about twelve or thirteen inches, and then got one that was probably in the sixteen 16, 17 inch range. So it was very nice. Got one really good trout and uh, all caught and released. So good. Did not keep any fish this time.
0: Uh, I saw, um, I think it was Mike Bell. Uh, They were, or was it, yeah, was it? I thought Mike maybe caught some trout. Maybe I may be wrong, but I did see where
3: somebody had given him a hog. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, that's some that's some real meat right there. That was some massive amounts of meat. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, uh, Senator Bell, if he calls in, I think we need to invite ourselves for pork chops. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm I don't know. I
0: I don't. I've looked. I didn't find my invitation anywhere for. Um, but now it might not be Mike as much as it is Nathan. Nathan might just have just instantly not asked us.
3: Uh, true, true. That's possibly true as well. Um, one thing I did see, and, uh, if I can find the information, hang on just a second, as soon as I get my, uh, uh, phone to do what I want it to do, um, the TWA has taken over a ramp on the Hiawassee, which was really, really good news, and yep. as soon as I find that, I will, t- or if you want to expound on that, you're more than welcome to, um, the, uh, like, I, like I actually know what I'm talking
0: about, Rob.
3: What do you mean? Yeah, hang on just a second. Um, as soon as I find this, uh, TWA is taken over. The, basically, it's the ramp under the uh, bridge Eleven, in Reliance. Right. right. And they've, it, they've taken that over, and they're going to be redoing it. Um, and I've got the press release here somewhere, so if you'll bear with me just a minute, I will find that. Um, they... Uh, They decided to go ahead and do that. The ramp's going to be closed for a little bit, and um, they're going to try to uh, – let's see here. They're going to try to redo the whole ramp so it's going to be shut down. Um, Right. And they decided that that's going to be a ramp that's controlled access. They're actually putting in – Handicap parking, they're putting in, um, they're doing a lot to that ramp right now. So I'm glad to see T.L.R.A. has taken over that ramp. So, and as soon as I find that, I'll, I'll get you some more information.
0: Yeah, that's fine. We're getting ready to go to a break, so you can uh, okay try to track it down while you're in the break. How's that? Okay. All right. Let's go do that. Jesse, let's go pay a bill or two, and when we come back, we'll uh, continue with this. Maybe Rob will have found his press release at that point. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back.
1: There were ducks and and small and a few old
0: faded. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, for your outdoor toys... Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs, Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Bye. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm trying to do a little adding up, Rob. So you may want to cover for me for just a second. Gotcha. I got. I'm trying that, to multi
3: not a problem. I got that tre- press release from the TWA. TWA has assumed management of the 411 Bridge access area on the Hiawassee River in Polk County. As of yesterday, all TWA accesses, rules, and regulations apply and will be enforced. Beginning Monday, April 13th, the area will close for construction. The project is slated to last two weeks, which will include the removal of the old boat ramp and the construction of a new wire boat ramp. In addition to two handicapped parking spaces, which will be placed near the ramp, a new entrance sign and information kiosk will be installed. Uh, According to people on the river, the ramp has been unsafe uh, to use and needs repair, and the TWA is happy to make these improvements for boaters. As a reminder, TWA access areas remain open at this time unless they are under construction. So we're looking for a new ramp on the Hiawassee at the 411 Bridge. So I appreciate TWA doing that for all of us. Cool. Was that a long
0: enough stall? (laughs) Yep. I was looking at the uh, turkey harvest has been pretty strong. Oh, most definitely. At least based on my Facebook feeds, it's been very strong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. But according to my math, since there's no way to get a single number for the state, I'm seeing 18,516 so far this year, which seems to be pretty good considering we're, what, one, two, what is today? The 11th?
3: Yes. Correct.
0: This is the second week. No. No, Is this the first week?
3: Second week.
0: I thought it
3: opened. No, it opened on the 4th. Yeah, it did. Okay, so... It's, so this uh, is one week. Yeah, it opened on the 4th.
0: Now, that includes youth, which we know took quite a few. Okay. But that's 18,516 birds this year. That seems to be pretty strong. I agree. Really strong. Last year, we did a little bit over 30,000. Um, And I don't... I mean, at least... I know... I'd love to hear from some turkey hunters um the um but i don't i don't uh yeah i i my mind just went blank it here anyway the turkey don't seem to be really wound up yet.
3: Not yet, not as far as I've heard or seen, but I will will concur that my entire Facebook feed last weekend when I posted my uh, trout photos was, you know, I posted my trout photos and every other one was somebody got a turkey, somebody got a turkey, big turkey, big turkey, somebody got a turkey. It was amazing to watch social media and all these turkey being taken in our local area. Right. So I'm not surprised the numbers are that high.
0: All right, let's go to Jason on line one. Good morning, Jason. How are you doing?
3: Good morning, Tony. How are you
2: doing?
0: I am wonderful. Thank you.
2: Good. How about you, Rob?
3: I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself?
2: Well, I am going you know where right now and going to try to pull off a rare trifecta of outdoor enjoyment and pleasure today that would be turkey hunting in the morning a nice nap at noon and then trout fishing this afternoon how about that
3: oh a cast sleep and blast i like it (laughs) yeah i like that oh man
2: i I do too i can't wait for the nap part that's that's what i'm i'm in this for right now
3: (laughs) csb baby csb cast sleep and blast (laughs) Yeah, I
0: tell you what, as as we get older, that, that afternoon nap's not a bad deal.
2: No, it's not. Hey, uh, just to answer the question on the turkey hunting, Tony, it's, turkey hunting is uh, winding, not winding down, but winding up uh, pretty quick. I mean, everybody I've talked to are hearing turkeys and, you know, killing some birds. Um, <clears throat> a lot of my buddies in West Tennessee, they're, they're putting it to them right now because the turkeys are starting to make a little bit of a comeback over there after, you know, some pretty lean last few years of numbers, you know.
0: Yeah, th- get get this, Jason. Um, region 1, of course, that's basically Jackson West. They've killed 3,832 birds. Region 2, which is includes Nashville, uh, over to what? roughly manchester i guess something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, so from you know it's a pretty big area right through the middle of the state Uh, and actually that's not true region one comes further east than jackson but region two is at seventy two hundred and forty six birds region three which is where we're at here thirty six fifty two and region four is at thirty seven eighty six so i even i checked the numbers twice like did i miss something on region two but no it's it was strong
2: yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good part of the country. I don't think that they were suffering, um, the loss of birds like region one was. You know, no, you talk about Jackson, that's kind of where my old stomping grounds are. And I've got a couple of buddies over there that they go after them pretty hard. And they were telling me the last few years, it's just been, I used to, I used to go over there with them. And I mean, we would, we'd each kill one or two birds a piece. You know, in a long weekend, I mean, without a whole lot of trouble. But now it's, you know, it's just tough hunting. And um, according to the, according to them, the birds been coming back pretty steady. So hunting's better.
0: Yeah, we were we were up eleven percent last year <laughs> statewide. Uh, yeah. So we're really excited to see what's going to happen this year.
2: Yeah, it's. I was surprised when you gave that statistic a while ago that. Eighteen thousand number—that's that's pretty awesome for you know regular season. We're one week into the regular season; two weeks counting the youth. But those are good. That's good, strong numbers—a good start for any state.
0: Absolutely, I agree. So yeah. I, I, I'm very I'm very confident we'll have a pretty good year.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking so. Have you guys had a chance to get out yet? Uh,
0: I went. I've been out scouting uh, the birds where I'm going to hunt are still pretty quiet so I have just right. been stealthy looking around and trying to figure out a little bit of a pattern uh hitting them with uh uh an owl call just uh in the evenings just to see what I'm getting so once they start talking I'm ready to go okay
2: and good I'm luck with it man. hey before I sign off I gotta ask Rob um you said you were catching some fish on the hawaii earlier this week is that right
3: yes sir that is correct
2: well and don't say the end of your line but (laughs) what were they hitting on if i may be so bold
3: well i can tell you we boated three on a rob's leech which is a black leech pattern with a bead head um and it's in uh it's in a book called uh Waters. and if you want the pattern give me a holler or hit me up on facebook I'll, i'll i'll tell you the pattern it's uh, basically three materials, and it works really good. The guys who boated eight were using a pink mop fly.
2: Okay, I'm, I've got some mop flies. Uh, I'll, I'll try were, that. I don't have a rod lead. I'll have to hit you up about that. I'd like to. I'd like to see that booger.
3: Actually, uh, I threw up some photos on. Check out my Facebook page. Um, I threw up some photos uh, like last week or the week before. I was tying up my leech pattern and showed the picture in the book uh, that was published where I tied them. So if you look at my Facebook page, you can see uh, the fly itself. And if you want the materials list, hit me up, give me a holler, uh, and I'll be more than happy to provide you with the materials list.
2: Cool. All good, man. Thanks, Rob. All right. Please do.
0: My pleasure. Good luck on uh, on your trifecta today.
2: Oh yeah, I know it, but I
3: know at least one of them. I'll have great success. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, I Jason. Like thank yeah, you. See you, man. So, Rob's leech. Mm-hmm. I'll be more than happy to describe. I'll give you the. I'll, well, if he doesn't hit me up on Facebook, that's fine. Let me give you the materials. You need a uh, streamer hook, a bead head. You need marabou for the tail, and then you throw a dubbing loop with either faux seal, and that's F-A-U-X, faux seal. Uh, I use African goat. Uh, You can use – there's several other long, fibrous materials, and I tie them up in black, but I use – normally what I use is uh, a seal substitute. Um, The original pattern called for seal – but you can't use seal in the U.S., so there you go.
0: Not legally.
3: Not legally, but so uh, African goat, uh, any goat uh, dyed black, and then you you dubbing loop it, and then you need the special patent-pending tool to tease out the dubbing, and the, the... patent-pending tool that I use to tease out the dubbing and make them look extra buggy. You get a popsicle stick and you put a piece of male Velcro on one end of the popsicle stick and you rub the fly with that and it makes it all buggy and teases all the fibers out and makes it look real leachy. So uh, that is patent-pending. Nobody... Can I set it so nobody can uh, produce that? And uh, my patent also has a magnet at the other end of the popsicle stick so I can pick up hooks if I need to. It is a patent pending tool. Rob industry.
0: That sounds pretty good. That's impressive. <laughs> you know, maybe you ought to throw a little patent on there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you it's uh, a
3: popsicle stick. Well, we'll see that. <laughs> you know, but uh yeah, no, it's a simple pattern and. Uh, I, you know what I should do? I, I You know what I'm going to do? Uh, this this has inspired me. I'm going to sit down and get the camera out, and I'm going to tie Rob's leech and try to put it on Tony Sanders Outdoors uh, this week. So oh, I'll, I'll try word. and put I it mean, on I've Facebook. only
0: been asking for that for four years. I'm <laughs> not going to hold
3: my breath. <laughs> All right. We'll see if I can do it this week. I'll, I'll try and set up a camera.
0: All right. Let's uh, go pay a bill so maybe he can uh, afford the camera time to to put up on the Facebook page. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back.
3: Sports' warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see him today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at Sportsman's.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatys Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association?
0: If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors with you this beautiful Saturday morning. Man, it's a little nippy outside. Where did this come from? Oh,
3: I don't know. I like it, though. I like well, the cooler weather, but there's a difference between cooler and cold. And what we got this morning, its I would say it's cold outside for April. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it seems to be. Now, I, I have to admit,
0: Rob, mm-hmm. that when it is 39 degrees outside and all I have to do is walk through my kitchen to get on the air mm-hmm. that's pretty nice i would concur i would concur i didn't have um, to warm up my car nope. now poor jesse still had to go down there to punch her buttons but man
3: that's this, true
0: this that's true. this was this, this ain't bad
3: yeah this would be a saturday you know it's one of those saturdays where we wake up and go do we really want to go to the radio station and we always go every saturday but we get there, and we have a great time. We have a great time, you know, talking to people on the air and everything. But there are a few Saturdays when you're like, why am I doing this? It's cold. It's nasty. We walk into the station, you know, go into radio mode. We're good. You know, do the radio show. Today was one of those days when I was like, I'm looking forward to doing radio, and I don't have to go anywhere. So it was nice not having to get out in the chipper, brisk air this morning. Yeah, it's like Oh, very... absolutely. It was like 38 degrees outside, and I forgot to check the weather, and so I picked the wrong day to wear shorts. Yeah. Yes, you did, Jed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was about to say it's Jed Mescon. You know how we – Jesse, do you know how we knew when spring had sprung? How? Jed Mescon would start wearing shorts to the radio station. It would be 22 degrees, and he would wear shorts and sandals into the radio station, <laughs> and it, we would that's the way we would know spring was on its way. We don't know why, but he did many years ago. <laughs> you you don't rely on groundhogs or anything. You just rely on Jed. Yeah, we relied on Jed Mescon. He would come in and tell us, "Hey, gonna be a good
1: day." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it, the,
0: <laughs> Jed was uh, uh Jed. Jed was humorous,
3: yes, and uh, but
0: he would. It, it didn't matter. He was he was in shorts. So
3: I got a. Uh, turkey story, if you want one. Absolutely. Uh, Tyler Jordan of Realtree uh, Outdoors shared a story about hunting with former President Jimmy Carter in a social media post. Jordan wrote, the 94-year-old is still busting beaks in an unforgettable morning in the woods with President Carter at Realtree Farms. President Carter, who is known for his love of hunting and fishing and was always a big hunter and fisher, uh, wrote about his outdoor pursuits throughout his life and the former president went out with Tyler Jordan this week and ended up bagging a really really nice turkey Um, President Carter uh, got a really good sized bird Uh, I'm trying to see if they listed the weight they said it was very very good sized but uh, other than that it's nice to see a, a former president who enjoys the outdoors, getting outside and actually taking a turkey this year. So,
0: you know, Carter's always been a an avid outdoorsman, and mm-hmm. uh, now, and, and, okay, so, Rob, I don't ever really do political on here, right? No, we do not, Cause, and 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 we've talked about it, right? Uh, it's because it's just. I was, at, at the time, I guess, I was very involved in politics, and this was like the only two hours a day when I didn't have to do politics. Right. And I really enjoyed it. And I still do, not doing politics during hours, these hours. But I do, I have to, remember when Bill Clinton tried to do a photo op duck hunting, and it was the funniest thing. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Now, it's um, just like, just admit, okay, I'm not a hunter, okay? Just yeah. Just don't don't try to yes you're the governor of arkansas which is arguably some of the best duck hunting in the world it's okay if you didn't go through life and become a duck hunter i get it right. but i do remember him doing some kind of photo op in the duck blinds and it was just it was funny as hell it was that
3: it was not a good photo op either it, <laughs> it, it did not come out well and, no. and i'm probably I'm probably going to end up on some list, some no-fly list now, or, or or get audited for the rest of my life because I'm saying this. Uh, supposedly, uh, Barack Obama was a big fly fisherman. Yes. And they showed him casting. Yes. He did not work on his cast. He he probably worked more on his golf game than his cast. I'm just throwing that out there because his cast, and this is where I'm going to end up on some list. His cast was terrible. It was not good. It looked like a loop that would have not even fit through a semi-tractor trailer. It was ugly. It did not transfer well. It was not a good casting loop. Now, granted, he did go fly fishing several times. He caught fish. I'm assuming he caught the dumb fish that were stupid enough to bite a fly that was not presented well. But – The guy could not cast. Now, as far as golf, I'll give him that. There have been lots of presidents who have been outdoorsmen. I mean, obviously Teddy Roosevelt was, you know, our our greatest, you know, model to live up to. I would say Uh, Eisenhower was a big fly fisherman. Uh, Roosevelt was a big fisherman. Um, I know uh, the second uh, FDR. FDR. Well, both of them were. FDR was a big fisherman as well. Uh, Kennedy was a good fisherman. Uh, He was actually fairly good with a fly rod. Actually, John Kennedy was really good with a fly rod. Um, Bush fished uh, both senior and junior. But uh, I'm sorry, Obama, you can't cast fly rod stick with the conventional gear, too. That's all I'm saying. And now I'm going to be on some no-fly list somewhere, forever. Probably, probably, probably. That's my opinion. You can send your letters to me at TonySandersOutdoors.com. <laughs> so if the uh, that's if okay, the you the know, service, if, if the secret service is listening, you can send them to me. So
0: <laughs> you didn't threaten his life. You just said he couldn't cast.
3: No, and I'll be more than happy to give him. Hey, I, I show no political bias. If he wants to learn to cast, I'll teach him to cast. Uh, President, former President Obama, you want to learn to cast? Come see me. All right, let's talk to John.
4: Hey, John, how good are you morning, doing dear. this morning? Doing good. headed to see if I can get on a turkey this morning. Um, I like to wanted to make a comment, if you guys have got a minute, sure. about Jason, the fellow that calls in there. Jason's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh.
0: Um...
4: I would suggest that you guys would consider him have an um, in-studio when that all comes back around again. He would be a great guest to have on the air. Um, Jason's a humble guy. I've known him for a long time, but he is probably the best hunter I know in this region. I mean, if he hears a turkey gobble, it's probably going to die generally. I mean, he's a great turkey hunter. Um But he's also you killed. Know, a bunch of Pope and Young deer. The first time he ever out hunted, he killed a Pope and Young bull at seven yards. Say seven. a great article, if you can find it, uh, in the uh, Eastman's Bowhunting Journal about a antelope hunt that he was on a few years ago. He's a very, very knowledgeable guy, and I think people can learn a lot from Jason. I know I have over the years.
0: Well, that yeah, I, no, I'd love to. He's, he, I always enjoy it when he calls I uh, wish he would call more sometimes, but yeah, I would love to. I'd love to, to to get him on there and uh, and, and and talk about it and chit chat.
4: Yeah, give you an idea of the caliber of hunter he is. He's, how many guys do you know have killed a mountain goat with a bow?
0: Not many. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know many He's people have got bad. the physical condition to do a mountain goat
4: hunt. Yeah, well, Jason, Jason's real deal. Real quick story. Um, I work with Jason and. Years ago, at the lunch table in the break room, um, we were swapping stories about a hunt. And after Jason left, one of the guys at the table was criticizing him. And, and the comment was, well, if I hunted where Jason hunted, I would tell as much as he does. He's not that good. It's just he's got great places. And I defended Jason because Jason is very good. And when people are drinking sweet tea on the back porch, he's scouting, you know. Yeah. He's out and um yeah i would, I would, one of the uh, things I, that, I'm sorry, go ahead one of the thing one of the things that rang true about that is like you know there's there's a grain of truth in what he just said, so I went to see Jason, and I basically said, "How do you get permission to hunt these places and he has a methodology that he had worked out on exactly how to approach landowners, how to locate landowners, how to approach them, and I started doing the things that Jason does. And I've killed a couple of turkeys this week. Should have already been limited out, and I haven't been on the same piece of property twice. And a lot of it is because of advice that I got from Jason. Wow! Wow! Well,
0: we will. We would definitely take 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 him on the air if he would love to come. So, uh, John, we definitely appreciate it. Put a bug
4: yeah, in his ear, John. he's probably he's turkeys. Probably cursing me right now, but he doesn't he curse. Probably he's is. probably chopping about me, but. He's a very interesting guy. He's hunted Kansas, Illinois, Iowa, you know, a bunch of places. I, actually, I did a waterfowl trip with him in Canada a few years ago. He's a great guy. But uh, um, the other thing, too, if you guys can get in the woods, I know you're sitting there scouting and the birds aren't tar- talking a whole lot. It's a great time to be out there um, it's because you can get the gobblers on the ground about 10 minutes before the hens are on the ground if you do the right things.
0: Right. All right, we've got to go to a break, John. Thank you so much for the call, man. I appreciate it.
4: Thanks, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks. All right. Thank Thanks, John. Right.
0: Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Get
1: them boys, boom, 12 gays out in the...
0: Four two three two eight zero three six seven seven. Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Wrapping up the first hour. We haven't even got the show prep, Rob. Man, you should feel like we can cruise through the rest of the show. Game done. Oh yeah, we we, we did Jimmy Carter, and that's
3: it. That's it. Yes, that is the only news story we've done is uh, that President Jimmy Carter harvested a turkey this year at the age of 94. And I will be honest, I hope you, myself, and Jesse, and everybody listening out there gets to hunt turkey when they're 94 years old. I hope I'm alive at 94. Well, me too, so that's why I I'm know. saying I hope we get to get out and be a, be an outdoorsman at 94. Absolutely. Or outdoorswoman. Oh. Don't want to be sexist.
0: Yep, I understand, I understand. Uh, don't have a lot of calendar to discuss, so I guess we will
3: uh, figure out what we're going to do in the next hour. How's that? That sounds great to me. All we right. have nothing on the calendar, so if you've got any outdoor events, let us know. All right, sounds good. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back.
0: Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: your life vests wrap into your tree stand Whoa. and get ready for the award-winning tony sanders Whoa. Whoa. outdoors your source for outdoor information education Ooh. and entertainment now here are your hosts tony sanders and rob pratula if I can
2: make a living from walking in the woods, welcome back you can bet tony I've sanders
0: outdoors hanging with you this saturday morning jesse i gotta give you a hint uh, gas mask today Yeah, I'm starting to think you just kind of sit around and and think of things you can do. But if you haven't seen our uh, studio since we've been banished from the uh, from the Radio Ranch, uh, we've been uh, broadcasting with skeletons every week. It's a little dead in the studio. Uh, And this week we have gas mask on the skeletons, so they are being
3: they're COVID free. They've got they are they are indeed. So, I like it. I like it a lot. Looks really good, especially with the glowing eyes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, go check it out at Tony Sanders
0: Outdoors TSO on Facebook, and then uh, you'll see that um, for sure. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. Uh, I think we got somebody calling in. I th- Ross Malone said he was going to call in, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about. He won a four ten at n w t f banquet and mm-hmm. this is the rage from what i'm hearing
3: i I've, I've been seeing a lot of that on Facebook and uh if it is ross indeed uh his birthday was just the other day, so we need to wish him a happy birthday. I believe his birthday was yesterday
0: No, so. let's go ahead go ahead and bring him up uh I'm not gonna wish anybody a happy birthday that's over <laughs> over a hundred years old, like him
2: oh okay,
1: hey Ross. <laughs> Hey, I'm just glad to be alive. I'll be I'll be happy to be alive at 92 or 94. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You man. and me both. So yeah, I did have a right. great birthday yesterday.
0: Um, awesome! Well, happy uh, birthday to you, man. And and you sent me you, a picture. You. Thank you of the uh, fried turkey. That looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, we had fried turkey, had dove, quail, even a few crappie. I mean, it was. Uh, oh wow. My son and grandkids here, and uh, and it was it was a great day yesterday. But the reason I called was this: uh, if y'all remember the little twenty-eight gauge that I was lucky enough to win at the NWTF banquet a few Where, weeks was ago. Was it twenty-eight or four ten? Ah, four ten. I'm sorry. Yeah, four ten. Okay. Straighten me out, Tony. Keep me straight. Right. <laughs> it's early. So, I wasn't going uh, correct Go ahead. <laughs> So, well, I'm old, too, remember? So, anyway, <laughs> I took it out uh, opening day and uh, passed up on a, an old 50-yard shot, which I'm glad I did. I did pattern this gun, and I, I shot it with the chokes that came with it, a full choke. Uh, at 25 yards, it shoots somewhere in the neighborhood of 82 to 85 percent. I mean, it's impressive at 25 yards.
0: All right, Ross, hold on a second. Ross, let me ask you a question. Are you using the, the TSS chokes and uh, ammunition?
1: Just the ammunition. Just so the ammunition. The I didn't find ammunition. the choke okay. for it. Okay. Uh, so this is that TriStar semi-automatic camo. Uh, of course, it's 3-inch. And uh, Anyway, so I did take one at 14 and a half yards. Of course, at that close, somebody says, well, you'd probably take a baseball bat to him. But, <laughs> but anyway, it was very impressive. It rolled him over. Oh. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about the little 410. It weighs, what, 5.8 pounds? It's, it's, it's a super little gun. You know, when you're walking in at my age <laughs> uh, versus taking an 8-pound gun versus a 6-pound, it does make a difference with a backpack. Uh, so I was impressed with it, very very much so. Uh, I even took it up into the uh, National Forest the other day with me. Uh, and it's a sweet little gun. So kind of want to brag on it. I mean, it, like I say, it rolled the turkey over, and uh, it, it didn't even flop much. I mean, it put it right on its head. So that's an impressive little gun. I've heard somebody else say they bought a single barrel, I think four ten, Savage or something. So... Um, it does, it needs more choke for fifty yards, uh, you know, than one that I got. So maybe I can find one of those T S S go online here today and find one. I'm actually well, at home today are. resting after the birthday yesterday, uh, hunt and uh, and yeah, Prentice Cooper's on fire. It's, I think they've got twenty eight kills already and they normally only do a little over thirty something, so uh yeah. The entire season
0: great. to me, Ross, seems to be on fire. Um, you know, we've, and, and I, I gave a number earlier, said we did 18,000. Really, the number is 19,748 so far this year. Um, we only did 30,000 last year, a little bit over 30. Uh, yeah. So we're a week into it. Now, of course, I'm, I'm including youth too. So, uh, when I'm running my numbers, but it's, um, <laughs> It just seems to be... And I don't know if it's the fact that, uh, you know, we got the issue where you, a lot of the boat ramps are closed, so it's a little bit hard to find a place to put a boat in. So maybe people are hunting. Uh, you know, Richard, I know, has spent a lot more time in the woods than he has been on the water. Uh, and normally he would be buried in the water. Um,
1: so You're you're right. You know, yeah, I was there's... wondering the same thing. If Prince Cooper just lined up with somebody on every tree, but... Uh, you know, I, I haven't talked to Clint yet, but, I, I, you know, I'm like you. I think there are maybe more people in the woods. But there again, even that many more out there, I think this just shows you that the habitat's great and, you know, turkey's great. So, uh, you know, more power to us if we can harvest that and, and take those rewards when we can because it's a benefit for us. Crappie season, well, by the way, right now is... You know, crop on bed. I went out the other afternoon with my grandson over here at Chester Frost. It's not closed, by the way. Right. And, uh, hour and a half, we caught nine crappie, you know, keepers, and, uh, we caught a lot of stripe. Uh, so, uh, you know, they're bringing the river up right now. Uh, you know, it's really, everything's on the move right now. It's a great time to be in the outdoors, really is.
0: It is and and what you know one thing that we're seeing uh, uh with this, this COVID stuff, Ross is, which I think you will find interesting, considering what you do with youth at d u uh we're seeing a lot more youth in the in the woods than we've ever seen because they don't have anything competing there's right now there's no sports uh you no know and, and, and we have we have long since. You know, people in the in this industry have said that part of the issue with youth is there's so many other options. Well, right now there are no options, and, and what are they doing? They're going back to the woods. Uh, Chairman Kurt Holbert of the TW, TWRA Commission. He and I were having a chat the other day, and he said his he's got a son that's a I guess a senior in high school, and a daughter who is an outstanding fisherman, uh, who's. I, Gosh, I guess she's fifteen, fourteen. I'm not sure exactly how old she is. And their friends are in the woods now and they've never been in the woods. And uh, that's it's great. just because they don't have anything else competing right now.
1: That is really super and I agree and we're still planning on having our DU event, our great outdoors event sometime in late June we just don't want to announce, you know, a date and have to change mm-hmm. it again. But uh it's still on board, you know, it will be a little warmer but that's okay. We're but. We want to do that for the kids. Uh, you know, like you said, who knows what baseball or soccer, if it's going to even happen this spring for the kids. So uh, okay, but I, I agree with ask, you 100%. Well, let
0: me ask you something else, Ross. Are, are you seeing anything at DU? Uh, and, and I preface that, or, or that statement's prefaced by the fact that NRA is uh, uh, the Friends of NRA which you know I raise a lot of money for. Uh they're furloughing their 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 employees, their directors and regional people, everybody as of today. Um you know, this is some of the things that people don't really think about the ramifications, but when you think about all the money that's raised from the conservation efforts here in uh in just in Tennessee and in the United States or whatever you take that out of the picture. There's a lot of conservation dollars that's not going to be there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I haven't heard of any furloughs now. What we are doing, du, you can go on their web page, and every state has an online auction for the event merchandise that they're doing right now. Right. Uh, I think they're projected to lose. Our year year goes from July to July. That's how their how their work budget was, and uh, we're looking at. Somewhere in the neighborhood, of, they said $16 million worth of losses. Uh, so we're trying to get that merchandise out there by these auctions right now. Uh, sure. You can go online and buy the same merchandise that you would if you were at an event. I forget how many thousands of events have been canceled uh, due to this. And uh, But you're right. I, I, it is going to be a big hit to us. Uh, we'll come out of it. Uh, the thing is, we've got all this merchandise sitting in the storerooms, and, you know, we got it unloaded uh, some way. Sure. And that's what they're doing sure. with these live auctions. And, and Tennessee's got one, Alabama. All You can go to any state and look at their live auction. They have certain items, you know, for sale right now. Sure.
0: Uh, well, Ross, thank you so much for calling in, man. I appreciate it, and, uh, and I hope you uh, continue having a good weekend.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for the birthday wishes, and I hope everybody has a great Easter weekend. And thank you for the opportunity. Thanks, Ross.
0: All right, Ross Malone, who is the, uh, what is he, what's his title now that he's off the air? uh, He is statewide. I a think youth, he's statewide coordinator or director. youth I'm coordinator sure. or something like that yeah. uh anyway he's I man he he really is a great guy and does a whole lot for the youth and through the d u group and uh all this you know kind of came about with uh the concept of their green wings event that started three or four years ago, and it's just unbelievable how well it's going mm-hmm. indeed indeed and I probably butchered all of that, but that's okay, I can <laughs> Alright, we're going to go uh, pay a bill And when we come back uh, I want to talk a little bit about the 410 That he was talking about Not necessarily the brand But uh, the, this this concept of the 410 Which is just on fire I And mean, it's the hottest thing out there In the turkey woods So, Oh, no doubt, no doubt it is Alright, we'll be right back Tony Sanders Outdoors
2: Campfires are
1: burning Of hunting in our veins Talking about what might happen on opening day.
0: Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, for your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677.
3: Sports' is Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sports' Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee
0: Highway. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over five million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to tonysandersoutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. You know, we had Ross on there just a few minutes ago talking about the 410. And uh, this is the hottest thing that's happened, I think, to turkey hunting in a long time. Uh, I agree. It is, agree. It, it is it, crazy. And I'm telling you what, I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon. I want one. Um, now, I have learned that the TSS shot is not cheap. It's like $10 a shot. Whoa. That's, that's what I've been told. I have not ever cool. looked at it, but I was told it was $50 a box of five.
3: So you gotta make sure you don't miss. Do I? So you gotta make sure you don't miss.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, And 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 quite honestly, um, I don't. uh, You know, I don't probably shoot more than one or two. I probably don't shoot more than five rounds a year. You know, a couple of pattern, and then you know, in the woods,
2: And,
3: and, and then off you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but. I don't know. Just something about this. They say this. They say uh, the the 410 with the TSS shot and
3: the TSS chokes are just deadly. Period. I've heard they're lethal, and and I'm just wondering. I don't know. Maybe I'm speculating, or maybe I'm I'm trying to uh, force something into my perspective. I don't know. But do you think this is people trying to make? Turkey hunting is challenging in itself, but to guys who've been doing it for years and years and years and years and years, maybe they're looking to maybe I don't know, I don't I don't want to say make it primitive, but you know, challenge themselves a little bit. You know, they take out a twelve gauge every year and they drop three turkeys. Good turkey hunters. So maybe the four ten is a little bit more of a challenge. Well, I think it
0: is, but and here here's my butt, okay? The the first turkey I ever killed was like at 52 yards. I was using the same turkey gun I use today, which is a Mossberg uh, 535, an old one. I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably as old as Jesse.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's got the old original camo stuff, look like army pattern camo. I mean, it's there's nothing fancy about this gun. And
1: mm-hmm. I
0: shoot a three-inch Magnum out of it. And then you come you come along and you you throw a four ten which is um, you know three pounds lighter uh, half the shell mm-hmm. and it's just as deadly at uh, fifty yards and it's like you know I don't have to punish myself I don't have to it, it's just it's amazing and uh, this, I mean I was talking to uh, to Carl the other day and. Uh, <laughs> And Tyler, both, they just said they haven't ever seen anything like it. Uh, and, and so I'm thinking, wow, and, and what about 20 gauge? They say it's just as good. That's what I was thinking as well. That's exactly what I was thinking. You don't get punished by shooting the three inch magnums. You know, you shoot a 410 shotgun shell out of a, out of a, a shotgun. There's not much kick there. I mean, I could see a lot of, um, i could i could see a heck of a lot of reason to do it
3: yeah yeah but i don't know that uh, you said a 410 at 50 yards i don't know that you know i don't know that i would take that shot i mean that's just me i mean well you you well first of all you've seen me shoot so there's that aspect and secondly um my first turkey was a Forty plus yards, so I, I kind of like that little extra distance with the twelve gauge. I don't know that I could have done it with a four ten, but you know, well, closer but range.
0: But see, you're 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 using your four ten thinking of the old four tens. I mean, I, they tell me this TSS stuff is a game changer. Okay, okay. well, fair enough. And, I mean, and that, uh, I, I, again, I have no I have no knowledge other than what I've been told. Um. But I, I'm told it is a game changer,
3: so I'm with you. See, I'm always and I I will admit, and I guess I'm one of those guys that I am um, sitting here thinking, you know, a twenty-two up top on an over and under, and a four ten on the bottom. That's the ultimate squirrel gun. Yeah,
0: for squirrel. Yeah,
3: right, right, and so in my mind i'm thinking 410 squirrel not big game like turkey and i i may be one of those you know guys that that think that way and i hope you know other people may be changing their mind having heard and seen a lot of this uh stuff about the 410 taking turkey that's really changing my perspective on the 410 caliber
0: oh yeah no i agree i think i think it really is now um I'm looking online here, and 12 gauge is running about 50 bucks. Uh, 410 is running about 30. That's uh, still and it's shooting number nine shot too. Think about that. Really? Yep. Yeah, I
3: usually shoot number four, but okay.
0: yeah. Well, see this again. There, this is that much changing in the ammunition. I mean, it's. Yep. yep. Uh, we've talked about it before. You know the. Um, if you go if you kind of follow law enforcement, right, they were nine millimeters and went away from nine and got into the forties and the tens. Now right. they've all gone back to nines. well, you can talk about a lot of reasons, but one of the things they always say is is the the technology and the ammunition has changed so much in the last ten years, whatever that you've got a complete different it's completely different now, agree you know the Agree. Yeah, you talk about like the critical defense. I remember when that stuff came out and everybody was talking about how great it was, and how it had the knockdown power of a much larger caliber, in a smaller in a, in a nine millimeter. Uh, and and so you you get into the technology, and then you couple that with, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe the challenge, or whatever. Maybe this is the thing to do. And if I had a, if I had, I have a single shot four ten. Uh, but it is not in a it's not in a full choke and it's it's an old gun, uh, but I think it would be kind of cool to shoot uh, uh, to shoot a turkey with a, a 410. Now I do like what Ross had that uh, TriStar with a little semi-automatic mm-hmm. uh, versus a single shot. But in reality, how many times do you take more than one shot anyway?
3: You don't. Know, but I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to spend my entire radio paycheck going to Compass Auctions and trying to find one of those TriStars, aren't you?
0: Well, I've I've already searched by
3: four um, tens today, maybe. That means it's already gone. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I might as well kiss that goodbye. Hey, look! I so, bought a new gun. Yay! <laughs> yay!
0: Yes, I I have. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm learning how to use their website better. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and unfortunately oh, helps. for you, or fortunately, yeah, they only have helps two, me. they only have two two four tens
3: and okay. and I don't want okay. those. Okay. So. Okay. Well, uh, they only have two four tens, but you've been looking at other stuff, so that helps me. How? I haven't bought the four tens. Okay. Well. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. And I think we ought to we ought to get one and try. You remember when I I stumbled through Facebook the other day and saw the uh the um uh the video of us going and shooting the new what was it? Uh night muzzle loaders?
3: Was Oh it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those yeah, were I all think, I'm sorry, just, those it's, were awesome. it was It's pretty cool. Well, when when you said, "Hey, we're going to go shoot muzzle loaders," I thought uh okay yeah i'm i'm game for that i'd never really sh- i had never shot a muzzleloader ever before and i'm thinking like kentucky long rifle there's going to be a guy out there wearing like deer hide with like you know suede fringe <laughs> yeah. on the side yeah coonskin cap and we're going to be out there and i'm like okay this is really not much my... we got out there and you know they're like hey here you know it was a break open and and it was amazing and the technology certainly has changed and i think that the uh gun manufacturing industry is is starting to get some really new products and i'll be honest um i would love to turkey hunt this year i just have not been out uh one because i'm probably going to be hunting public land and i have not scavenged which is my fault because i've been fishing but uh two I, I think i could get into that 410 i really do i i honestly do i think that would be a, a an interesting way to take a turkey so, and
0: and and it will be next year because you can't find one anywhere really. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Every, everything I look at, I, I go to uh, to Sportsman's dot com and it's sold out, sold out. And and I mean again, it's it's not the first time I've been behind the curve on something, but I guarantee you that I will track down a uh, a uh, a turkey uh, a four ten turkey gun by next year. Now, I don't think I'm going to do a single shot. I may be wrong. I may do a
3: single shot. Fair enough. Speaking of sold out, I've been uh, contacted by several people uh, lately about fly tying materials, about all the fly shops that are currently closed. Right. And uh, I provided a list to people who uh, have been contacting me of fly shops that are currently open. And, in fact, I did do a order uh, this week, and I'll talk about that when we get back for break.
0: All right. That sounds good. All right. We're going to go. Take a break, pay some bills. I'm going to look on Sportsman's right now and see if they've restocked in their 410s. How's that? Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'll be right back. Shut up the dog, stare at the
1: water.
3: Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Bates Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Betty's Fertilizer.
0: Four two three two eight zero three six seven seven. All right, I got I got one minor correction. It's uh, Sports Warehouse has plenty of four tens back in stock. <laughs> They've restocked. Okay, fair oh. enough. And here's the one that uh, Ross was talking about. I think TriStar Viper. G2, mm-hmm. uh, 410, semi automatic, 28-inch 28, 28 uh, barrel. That looks pretty slick. And then uh, Mossberg 500 in 410 is a pump action in camo. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm, have to try it next year. I may have to sell a few more guns at Solo Compass, but uh, that's something I can do. I think so. I think so. I think that'd be fun. I do too. All right, uh, you know we we've been spending uh, you know a lot of time at home and and stuff because of COVID nineteen and uh, but there's a lot of outdoor there's a lot of outdoor news around COVID nineteen that I, I want to get to first. Let's let's hit some of the the not as good stuff. Um, first is we got several states that have just closed hunting. Uh, Which are correct? We did not do that here in Tennessee.
3: And fishing, by the way,
0: and fishing too. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Uh, Oregon shuts down hunting and fishing to non-residents over COVID concerns. Uh, The worldwide effect and COVID continue to hit all facets of our life. The Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife announced in a press release late Thursday they're closing all recreational hunting, fishing crabbing to Um, non-residents. That seems to be the trend, close it off to everybody else. Right. Uh, Now, Washington, did they close it to
3: everybody? Correct. They did. The uh, official press release from the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, the spring turkey season has concluded uh, but everything else will remain closed. The spare, uh, the spring bear season uh, in several units will remain closed. But they're talking uh, about a potential to open. The decision was made to help uh, limit the spread of COVID-19. And they have closed all recreational fishing statewide on April 8th in accordance with the governor's orders there. So they are shutting down the... Outdoors, basically in Washington State. Uh, I struggle with that. Uh,
0: obviously, I was involved in some of the dis- the thinking and discussions here in the state of Tennessee. We never really considered closing down anything. Uh, it was not something that was. Uh, I, we, I'm not saying we haven't been asked. I'm just saying the the commission never never really. Even
3: came close to thinking that we would do that. So, well, um, the uh, the state of Washington said, despite the tendency for both hunting and fishing to promote social distancing requirements, many Americans that many Americans have been asked to participate in, there are still risks. The amount of bear permits in the area would cause people to travel into an area where there wasn't COVID and they said every stop for food or gas or restroom break can introduce the virus into an area that has not been reached that was their logic i don't know if i agree with that but that was their logic well i can't um
0: i mean i, I can't say i i i didn't make the decision so i am i'm not going to i'm not going to fault anybody cuz it's uh yeah um uh, it's 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 not easy making some of these decisions as you go through there. You know, the one the big oh. thing that we've been fighting here, and, and I've been working really hard, and, and, and quite honestly it's, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, is the closing of Harrison Bay uh, Boat Ramp and Wolf mm. Uh I got a communication late last night um, from TDEC uh, that basically said they, they weren't going to open it. And they, they pointed to a couple of things. And apparently, uh, according to them last Friday, uh, I guess, yeah, last Friday, uh, there were so many people at Wolf Teaver that there were vehicles parked out in on, on the side of the road mm-hmm. on highway 58. And it mm-hmm. was causing a safety issue. So, and, and I know this is going to, piss off some people but i'm gonna say this anyway so is our our plan if if someone breaks the law which parking on the side of a state highway is illegal Mm -hmm. why not write a ticket to the people that did it Mm -hmm. and not close down the boat ramp to everybody else that i that's the part i don't understand i understand why and this is what they said and they made the decision and they they so the decision has been made it was not T.W.R.A. So quit blaming T.W.R.A. This was not us. All right. If if you got people that are do, breaking the law, you write them a ticket, mm-hmm. and then um, you punish the people that are doing that. That's what the ticket does. I'm not sure closing it down. The two largest ramps on the um, northeast side of the river uh, being closed down just puts people into all the smaller ramps and the smaller ramps quite honestly are, are the size that you're not going to put a seventy five thousand dollar ranger boat in you're just not going to do it they're grabbing it correct. correct so it's it's like I don't quite understand what where we're going with this but um, it it the decision is not going to be changed to some point the question I asked, which ended up pissing off some people, was: "Okay, so this isn't really a COVID issue. This is a overuse issue. So how's that going to change when COVID, you know, restrictions quit? How's right. how's how's why is it suddenly not going to be a a uh, an overuse issue? Uh, that's yeah. That's when I got told basically to stop. Ah."
3: Well, I appreciate you fighting for the sportsmen of Tennessee. I really do. Even though you got told to stop.
0: Well, and it, it it's not me only, okay. And don't I don't want th- uh Representative Robin Smith uh was huge in this. Uh there were other representatives in the area that were pushing this, uh trying to get this to help us. I mean, because basically, again, uh Wolf Cheever and Harrison Bay are, are shut down. So I wanna I wanna thank everybody that was involved in that. Um, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say it's, it's over, but, uh, I don't, I don't anticipate based on the responses that we're seeing now that, uh, they're going to open that anytime. But the flip side is, is the governor's order, it goes down on the 14th. So does that mean it's going to suddenly open up on Tuesday? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's been part of the problem is just not having any idea what's going to happen or not going to happen or why they did what they did or didn't do what they did. So, uh, And Richard Richard Sims wrote an article about it. You can see it on News Channel 9 Outdoors. He wrote an article on it yesterday uh, about it still being closed. So um, that's kind of where that's at.
3: Well, when we get back for our final break, we will leave with some happy news. I've got some great outdoor companies that will will give you hope for the outdoors and hope for humanity. Perfect. Sounds good. Tony Sanders Outdoors will be right back.
2: Leaves are turning, there's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning, we're gathered round
0: a Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsman'swarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors
3: for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Bates Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491 and check them out at com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other
0: organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, final segment of the morning. Man, it's flown by again. It has. All right, you said you had some good news for us.
3: Yes. Uh, Sims, the uh, wader manufacturer and uh, well-known fishing company, uh, they have stopped production, and since they're a waiter making company, they have decided to make a lot of the gowns, medical gowns, for medical facilities. So they have pretty much stepped up to make medical supplies in response to the coronavirus. They've stopped their uh, production of waders, and they're using that material because it is a water and uh, virus barrier to make medical gowns. So well done, Orvis. Or I'm sorry, Sims. Orvis has also turn to uh, the Orvis company, a uh, fly Fishing company. Uh, their embroidery shop has shut down total production of embroidery and are making masks because they do all the sewing, and they've turned out over 400 masks a day. Another company, Mayfly Outdoors uh, in Colorado, when the school shut down, there were students with um, outstanding lunch vouchers. Mayfly right. Outdoors paid off Every lunch voucher in the Montrose County School District, so all kids going back in the fall have a zero balance. They paid off all the kids' school lunches. And Mossy Oak, the hunting company, is donating a lot of their fabric, that the their small cuts of fabric, to companies to make masks. So you can actually get a Mossy Oak mask because they're donating the clippings to companies that make mass so our outdoor community is really stepping up that's pretty exciting and those are four great companies you know I'm familiar with all of them uh especially Orvis and Sims and you know Mossy Oak glad they're stepping up and i i like to see these american companies uh who are uh, mainly manufacturing outdoor stuff step up and make a difference in the fight for helping us with COVID-19. So, well done, outdoor community.
0: I wonder how uh, I wonder how most, you know, I haven't heard much from the companies. I wonder how they're all doing from the standpoint of um, surviving through all this.
3: I don't know. Um, I made a, a order uh, from, I, I needed some hooks and I couldn't find anybody because a lot of the fly shops are closed. So, I looked online and my uh, good friend Rob G's from New York Had ordered some supplies from a company That's still open So I did too And uh, I ordered some flies, uh, fly tying material And hooks from Trout Legends Up in New York And they've already shipped So I'm looking forward to tying up some flies this week Gotcha That does sound like fun mm-hmm. So you've
0: I just wanted to show you two I can't show everybody, but you see who's decided To come join me here this morning
3: Oh, uh, Gunners are there Oh, yeah. he's so sweet Yeah. Oh, look uh, at him
0: He's been asleep all morning and suddenly he's decided to, to come in
3: here I guess he realizes I'm about to go off the air And I'll take him out or something, I don't know Well, I can show you this one to my right I don't know <laughs> if you can see that one I'm surrounded by furry cats, so there's one here And there's one over to my left, so between that and the pollen i'm dying of allergies i just want you to know this normally i quarantine during this time of year anyway but wow i'm just (laughs) wow between the cat hair and the pollen i'm done i understand all right uh
0: we got about a minute left robert anything you want to close with
3: sure uh the calendar everything's canceled
0: all right that's easy that's it. That's all you got.
3: Uh, that, and uh, I encourage everybody to get outside and uh, keep social distance. You know, do your thing, but uh, you know, the outdoors is open and ready for everybody. Get out and turkey hunt. Uh, get out, take your kids for a walk. Teach your kids about the outdoors. And if they're little kids, you know, if you need some educational advice, I actually am a professor, a real life professor. Hey, hit me up on Facebook. I'll get. I can get you some. Your kids some. Uh, Outdoor information that can teach them about biology, uh, kindergarten through sixth grade. Whatever you need, give me a holler.
0: You know, and and, and again, you, you brought those points up early in all this to use this as a good time to teach. Uh, and I think you can definitely do that.
3: I agree. I agree. And you can show kids the wonderful outdoor world, and, and, and you can make it a learning lesson in any way, form, or fashion so you can also turn it into an art lesson so you know have the kids draw pictures sure there's a lot out there that can you can do all right well we are done thanks everybody get
0: outside enjoy the outdoors tony sanders outdoors see you next week you have been listening to the podcast of the award winning tony sanders outdoors show please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on tony sanders outdoors